What's up, everybody? We're live. And to show you how much we rep Hold It Down, Mark is in the process of purchasing his ticket for the Frisco match in Frisco. Right now, he is going through the process. So, through the process. welcome to Generation Orange. We are a Houston Dynamo, Houston Dash, Houston soccer podcast. We do cover occasionally world soccer, MLS, etc., Depending on what's going on. There's a lot of people in the chat today. Holy crap, guys. Thanks for joining. We definitely appreciate it. I love when chat is hopping. That's great. You guys were hopping before I even got in, which was early. Uh, but, man, we do not have a packed show, uh, but we do. Uh, we're going to go about an hour and a half to about 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, but we are going to talk Dynamo, of course. We're going to review that uh, Dynamo-Portland match. Not that anybody wants to, but we really should. Uh, we're going to talk uh, previewing that uh, LAFC match coming up on Saturday. And we're going to, of course, do our standard regular bold predictions. And then, of course, uh, as always, we will be talking women's soccer, which includes our wonderful, awesome, amazing ladies, Houston Dash soccer team uh, from the NWSL. And I would be remiss if we did not discuss the firestorm of fury that Brian McTaggart and MLB uh contributor mlb.com contributor uh elected to stir uh with some comments that he made on twitter earlier this week uh like yesterday <laughs> or the day before which uh have have completely snowballed uh tremendously it was pretty interesting uh <laughs> done. uh done that's mark is ready to go uh i'll tell you right now i am ready to go i purchased mine before mark even started purchasing his so uh, not saying that makes me better, just saying that I was already on the ball trying to get it done. Uh, but yeah, Generation Orange will be repping at the Frisco match in Frisco. Uh, uh, hold it down. We, we travel hard. Uh, I'm just saying right now. Uh, yeah, that I don't know if y'all have listened to uh, the, uh, I can't remember their name, but Laura Gomez and uh, Theo have a podcast. I'm sure Jake can link it. Uh, they've got a podcast. We tweeted it out earlier, uh, retweeted them earlier. Uh, it starts around the third minute, the fourth minute, somewhere right in there during that podcast, and they start talking about it, and her complete just dismantling, uh, 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 Laura's complete dismantling of, of Brian was uh, <laughs> was amazing. Hell yeah, we travel hard. You know what I'm talking about. Look, we pack, uh, we, we pack what needed what needs to be packed, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, that's that's actually all I have planned to talk about tonight. Uh, all we have planned to talk about. But I am certain, uh, based on my knowledge of uh, my good friend Mark over there, that he's got things he wants to talk about that I haven't even touched on yet. But before we get rolling into that, Mark, you are wearing a special piece of merchandise today. And I just want to give it a shout out because I was asking you about it and you told me and I was like, oh, uh, and he was like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go change. I'm like, no, don't change, dude. Keep it on. What are you wearing yeah. over there, Mark? Tell people yeah, what you got on. Sure. Appreciate it, Sean. Uh, for those who don't know, you know, we, I do uh, another podcast, soccer podcast. It's a more global soccer podcast, you know, for, you know, soccer all, all around the world. We do it both in Spanish and English. It's called La Banca Podcast, and we usually do it on Tuesdays at 730 and then right after uh, in Spanish and then right after we do it in English as soon as we finish the Spanish show. Um, you know, obviously, guys, you know, for all those, you know, obviously we're all Dynamo fans here. But, you know, a lot of us here rep a lot of different uh, clubs around the world. Um, you know, myself, I'm a Barcelona and Arsenal fan. I know Sean's a Tottenham fan. I know a lot of you guys follow Arsenal and a lot of clubs around the world. We, we speak on that. You know, obviously the main topics right now are Champions League sem- semifinals, the leagues uh, coming up to an end with less than a handful of matches left in each league. So, I mean, there's a lot of topics to talk about. You know, please give us a, 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 a look-see when you can. Tuesdays, it's on your, it's on YouTube, www.youtube.com forward slash C, forward slash C, La Banca Podcast. I'll send out a link on the Generation Orange uh, Twitter page here in a bit. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, please, you know, give us a shout. You know, subscribe, thumbs up, you know, the, the, the usual if you can, you know. Check us out. Let us know. Leave a comment, you know, and we're always there to, to talk any kind of soccer, whether it be a Premier League, La Liga, Champions League, or you know, hey, some uh, Chile- Chilean soccer. If you, if that's if that's your, if that floats your boat and tickles your pickle, so you know, it's all good, man. Um, yeah, the you know, we got a couple, a little bit of merch out. Um, we'll be expanding on that pretty soon here. Uh, hopefully, you know, we're trying to get to a certain number of subscribers and things of that nature before we do full bottle merch and all this stuff. So this is one of the hoodies that we got. We got some. Uh, Mouth guards and things of that nature as well. Things of that nature, but um, yeah, man. Thank, like I said, thanks, Sean, for the for the for the for giving me the opportunity to shop this out. Lavanka Podcast, you know, shout out to my co-hosts over there as well, Fidel, Luis, and uh, Aurelio as well. Uh, but yeah, guys, you know, check us out Tuesday, seven thirty. And speaking of podcasts and representing and holding it down and supporting. Guys, check out uh, Houston Dynapod. I'm sure they can uh, send send the link or tweet the link at us uh, for the their podcast. Uh, excellent, excellent uh, work. Uh, excellent stuff. Definitely worth following. Uh, you've also got, oh God, there's so many that I'm losing track now. And it's the greatest thing, right? Because now I can get my Dynamo fix or my soccer fix pretty much all week long. Uh, there's <laughs> There's enough shows to have one show per day. Uh, which it, it it is honestly watching this blossom, um, this being the the fans picking up where uh, fans picking up where uh, media ha- have come up short uh, is amazing to see. And Laura Laura earlier today, Laura Gomez uh, made a point about the striker uh, or about striker Texas, um, and how you know they. Uh, their media, they are considered media, but they, you know, also cover the teams. And, and um, you know, I said, I kind of corrected myself and I wanted to bring this up because I did correct myself and it was important. But what I, what I really should have said is that up until recently, and I would even say up until uh, the striker came along, up until Corey came back from, uh, 
from Tennessee and started covering kind of solo uh, up until that point, media, even, you know, media in general didn't cover the Dynamo or Dash. And if they did, it was very minimal, very quick, quick hits. We didn't have any in-depth coverage. We didn't have any, you know, we didn't get any tactical analysis on a weekly basis. Uh, we didn't get any, man, we didn't even get injury reports until like, until the lineups came out. Uh, and, you know, some of that falls on coaches uh, and staff wanting to keep some things under wrap. But uh, at the same time, I think that that stuff is consumable in, in a positive way. And so with that being said, there are plenty of podcasts out there to follow. Uh, uh, you know, I mentioned the Houston Dynapod, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's also Andres out there doing his stuff with uh, Dynamic Foxtrot on Twitter at Dynamic Foxtrot. Uh, gosh, there I really like. I'm losing track because there's so many, and that that really to me like that excites me in a very positive way. Um, hey, Harry. Uh, so uh, with that being said, though, how about we dive into it? Uh, we were going to start with Dynamo, and we are going to start with Dynamo. So Dynamo uh, went and played in Portland on Saturday. Uh, they came away with a 2-1 defeat, uh, sadly. But but I came out of that match feeling pretty positive because the attack did not look overwhelmed throughout the majority of that match. We had our chances that were created, and the chances that were created were pretty good chances. Uh, Portland had their opportunities, clearly. Um, They did a really good job of applying pressure to us early on. Uh, but I take away a lot of positive. The one negative that I do take away is it felt again like Tab was playing to come away with a draw more so than a win. It didn't feel like we were as high pressing or as hard charging uh, against their attackers, especially in the middle of the pitch, uh, as we were against uh, in the opener against San Jose. Now, with that said, some of that could be the result of San Jose, again, having not played a full preseason before playing us in the first match of the season. Perhaps their legs were a little more tired. They weren't quite up to full match speed. But at the same time, I feel like it just looked and appeared to me. And, you know, Mark, you watched the match. I'm sure you can chime in on this. But it looked like it looked like we weren't going in to try to force Portland to make the mistakes. We were going to wait for them to make mistakes and then try to pounce on them. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm 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 gonna be a little bit more of um a little bit on the bad side here. I'm I'm gonna go 50 50 uh, as far as what I saw was what I saw on the pitch that game. Um, you know, obviously I know, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt that I know it's the second game of the season. They're still trying to get you know their legs underneath them and tr- still trying to get into match fitness, you know, and all that stuff. But you know, the first half was really good, really great first half. You know, really good first half. I like the 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 way they attacked, the way they they pounced on the ball, the way the way they went after the fifty fifty balls and things of that nature. Now, the second half for me is a little bit of a different story. Um, like I said, I'm pretty sure it has to do a little bit with the fitness situation. You know, you know them being the second game of the of the year, barely they're still not fully fit. Whatever. Um, I'm a little disappointed in the fact that you know. The consistency isn't there, isn't there where it needs to be still, you know? And like I said, I'm going to hold back from being that, you know, hey, negative, whatever. Because I'm, first of all, I'm not that, I'm not that guy. I want, I want the team to do good. I know that we're, that the Dynamo have dug themselves a deep hole prior to Tab being here. And I know we're trying to climb out that hole. And I know it's not going to be a, a, a quick process to get out that hole, right? 
So, but I do see improvement, like you, like you said, Sean, and I do see a lot of you know uh, things going on that I that I do see better from the players. Um, one thing that I don't like the fact that you mentioned that you know seeing that Tab was playing for the tie. Um, you know, I you know obviously one or two, one down, and you know obviously in a couple of minutes of down or left in the game, yeah, you play for the tie. But you know, I always go, especially with the Dynamo's record history on the road man you just go out there and just give it all give it your all and try to get that win right but i like it like i said if they would have got the tie hey it would have been a plus but then again you know you also gotta think portland wasn't playing with with uh, a couple of players of you know a couple of starting caliber players they were holding them out for ccl which i think yeah, i think they played today tonight at 9 30 against club yeah, america they do. they do um so you know obviously they they had one eye ahead ahead to today uh, instead of that game. So it would have been a perfect opportunity for the Dynamo to take advantage. Um, you know, obviously you had other circumstances as far as like, you know, unfortunately, uh, Diego Valeri's father passed away. You know, one of those things, you know, sometimes you know, you don't know how that really impacts a player or if they're, you know, playing out there heavy hearted or, or if they're going to play, you know, um, um, inspired, you know. Um, but with that being said, you know, 2-1, scoreline was a pretty good scoreline i guess to us because honestly i think i, I think it could have finished uh 4-1 5-1 timbers you know if 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 the timbers were in mid-season form at the, you know at, at the current stage of the of the of the year they ran so um, yeah I, you know. I i i certainly agree um with your assessment uh you know i i mentioned there were a lot of positives and and i'm willing to forgive i guess you could say some of the negatives because this was this was the first away match of the season um you know there are players that are still trying to get match fit you're missing numbers of center backs not even just one but numbers of center backs uh you know and, and so you're not playing your favorite starting 11 um the one that you hope to have going into the season uh, and I think further beyond that, uh, you know, the team didn't come out with that, that intensity that I thought that they would come out after that first week. Like, Hey, we proved the system can work and this is an opportunity to prove that it can work and it can work against one of the best teams in MLS and in a place that is known as a very hostile, tough environment to play in. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what the exact reasons for that is, uh, but it definitely seems to be a trend. Uh, Portland definitely outshot us on the night. That's not unsurprising, given uh, you know, given home teams typically do that. Uh, and you know, uh, Portland on the first goal, it was unfortunate. It was it, that that uh, you know, Lunkvist played the the player in the corner the way that he did. The player got off the great pass, and then it just kind of trickled past Tim Parker, who wasn't able to clear it. Uh, and then it just fell to Spria, who hit it in, hit it home for the goal. And if you recall, what was my key to the match? <laughs> One of my two keys for the match for Portland against Mor- Portland were you need to mark Espria and you need to not let him free. Uh, and then the second key was Valeri. You need to do the same thing with Valeri. And you need to be physical with Espria and don't give him space. Uh, so it just, it when it happened, I just literally, like, I was upset because I, you know, I knew I was right. It was the worst. Uh, but uh, besides that, uh, I want to talk about a couple of players in particular that I thought actually played pretty well. Um, I thought that uh, on the night that uh, Rudy played pretty well. Um, not great necessarily, but pretty well. 
no worries, Mark. If you gotta if you gotta bounce for a short bit, you gotta bounce. It's no worries. Uh, we just go solo for a little while. Everybody gets the uh, uh, Generation Orange After Dark Sean Special Edition. Uh, uh, but, uh, but, but but it's for good purposes. So don't worry, I'm not leaving y'all because I gotta go. But it's for it's for good good purposes. He's gotta go record that other podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's uh, that's on Tuesdays, right? That's Tuesdays. 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 Uh, and they're live anyways. So you know. If he's recording, now we got another problem. But uh, besides that, uh, Rudy, like I said, I thought Rudy played well. Um, I, I thought that certain players that I thought would have better matches didn't. Uh, you know, Memo just seemed kind of, I don't know, almost hidden to me in this match. Um, I thought that Pasher played really well. There's another player who I thought who I think deserves a shout out. Uh, Boney definitely showed his lack of natural center backness. In this match, uh, he was caught uh, trying to, uh, you know, trying to to play a, a, a defend defend runners toward you know that were coming at him in the, in the into the box as if he was a defensive midfielder, uh, and it definitely showed that created opportunities for Portland across the you know all around the box. Uh, that you know, and, and credit to Marich that it was only two one because uh, Portland could have certainly made this more of a more of a a, a, a destruction. Uh, of the team than they did, um, their their on goal total was not the or their on goal total was actually pretty good, but their number of shots was incredibly stupid. Um, but uh, oh, and that's a good point too. The team did not land until late Friday night, so uh, you know it's a that's a that's a heck of a flight. Late Friday night means that you probably don't get a ton of sleep going into Saturday morning. Although they probably slept in as late as, the, as they want, since it was such a late Saturday Saturday match. Are they, uh, do ahead. you know? Do you know they're still having those restrictions as far as I mean? Because you know people are flying more often now. So I mean, I know I know last season was because you know they only wanted the teams to be there for a certain amount of time and then get them out as quickly as possible. Is that still the the protocol right now? I mean, I mean, especially since they're flying around to different cities now, uh, further away. Um, because if, if it isn't, then, I mean, that, that's something where I think they need to logistically figure out something better for the players. You know, I know, I know maybe they want to get that extra day of training at home, but you know, if it's, but if it's going to be one of those things where, especially when you're going to the West coast, you know, um, maybe that you want, you want to take advantage and, and maybe get there a day before, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, an extra, an extra training or extra drilling drill day, whatever, you know, I don't really see uh, the the point in it, especially if you're going to lose rest. Um, as you know, as far as the the players go, or if you're they're going to be lagging, or maybe have a little bit of no, I don't want to say jet lag. It's only a couple of hours behind, but you know, things of that nature. So you know, I don't know if that's still the situation with MLS, but if it isn't, I think they need to find, figure out something logistically for the West Coast games, you know, to better improve their uh, stance when it comes to those road games because. Um, I mean, obviously, we know historically our road our road records suck, but hey, they suck big time on 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 the West Coast. Absolutely, so. absolutely, and and uh, turf certainly does not make that any better. Uh, turf no, is 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 absolutely the bane of our existence. But uh, to answer your question, to my knowledge, from what I understand, it is still an act. It is still active. It is still uh, it is still the case that it is. Uh, trying to get uh, you know teams on the quick flights there and quick flights back, and not much time in the individual city that they're playing in. Uh, and I, you know, I, I think to some extent it 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 still makes some sense. But uh, as 
as the CDC continues to start to lax uh, uh, the re- the restrictions, as more and more individuals across the country are getting vaccinated, uh, you know, I, I do think that it it makes sense, like you're saying, to give teams the option to to fly up a little early. To hey, if a team wants to run drills, you know, a day before, then so be it. Just because you run drills doesn't mean you're going full hard at practice. It just means you're running drills. Uh, you know, and there's plenty that you can do. Even just watching film and walking the field the day before can be huge, you know, huge benefit to, to just feel the difference in how that grass is going to feel or how that turf is going to feel as you're running around on it. Uh, I would hope that the Dynamo, while they were here in Houston practicing, that they were practicing on the turf field instead of the uh, at, at uh, Houston Sports Park as opposed to the uh, grass pitch over there. But uh, I don't know that to be a fact. Um, go ahead. Just a quick update for those, you know, I know a lot of people follow CCO. Uh, Monterrey just scored a goal 1-0 on top of the Columbus crew in the 12th minute. Hmm. It's still early. Uh, anything can happen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think my assessment of the Portland match is, hey, we had opportunities. We didn't, you know, we weren't completely blown out of that match right away. Uh, you know, we came back from down 1-0 to level it at 1-1. Uh, and then honestly, that pass over the top for the two one, uh, I mean, it was an incredible pass. It was incredible vision, um, from whoever, I don't even remember who it was that played the pass, but it was a great take. And, and, uh, unfortunately, uh, when, uh, Marich and, uh, and, and the, the header back was by the forward was just beautiful, yeah. but, uh, it was unfortunate that Tim Parker and Valentin both turned away from the shot because if they would have turned into the shot, one of them would have blocked it pretty pretty easily because it would just went between the two of them. Uh, yeah, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that was all I was going to say. Go ahead. Oh, uh, you know, and I, I want to actually, you know, I wanted to be a little positive as well on on this, you know, this match as well. I want to give a shout out to Tyler Pasher, man. That guy, that kid is, you know, you know, two games in a row. You know, Ooh. first two games, he's killing it. You know, and it's and it's great to see. You know. There's talent everywhere, you know, regardless of what division you play in soccer, whether it be, you know, the fourth level in England and or second level in France or, you know, second level here in America. Man, there's talent everywhere. And sometimes it takes some time to find it and uh, locate it. And I think we got something here with Tyler Asher, you know, and, you know, hopefully he continues to he, he continues his ascendance and he continues to play on par or even above that. Um, I think he add, adds a different dynamic. He's a he's one of those players that grinds it out and plays really good soccer. To be honest, you know, uh, I really enjoyed to see, I really I really enjoyed seeing him on the on the pitch. Um, you know, and I, I I'm just looking forward to him being more involved as far as you know uh, scoring goals. Obviously, but you know, but obviously, I think he uh, he assisted on one of the goals. I think I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Um, on the uh, own goal, right? Was on the, the own goal, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that was goal. Yeah, he um, had the, yeah. he had the cross into the box. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, shout out to that guy. You know, he's doing a good job. I like the the tweets around that during that time period. You know, that USL player was uh, dominating a million dollar left back. You know, which is great <laughs> to see. You know, uh, but uh, you know, like I said, hey, he he t- uh, tab in the in the staff saw something in that guy. They picked him out. They paid the fifty thousand dollar transfer fee to bring him down to Houston, and he's he's showing he's you know he's showing he's worth that and even more. So you know, let's hopefully he's one of those players that can uh, help get this turnaround and get this winning culture here in Houston back as sooner rather than later. And it's uh, you know it's amazing to me uh, that 
you look at a player like a Tyler Pasher and you look at the player that was brought in for that same position in Mateo Bahamich and the amount and discrepancy and the amount that you paid for these two players and who's your starter. And honestly, I don't foresee Mateo, you know, turning into the player that Pasher is for at least another two to three seasons. Um, that's not to say that Mateo's, you know, ceiling could not, you know, it isn't higher necessarily. I, I suspect it probably is, but you paid an awful lot for a player that you probably are going to have to wait two to three seasons to really see, uh, you know, what he can bring. Whereas with Tyler Pasher, you paid pennies on the dollar compared to what you pay for, a, you know, an international player. Uh, yeah, Pasher's got a few years on him, uh, you know, five yeah. or six, I believe. Yeah, I think he's twenty five or twenty six, but um, yeah. but I'm, I'm, but I'm not gonna get on here with that, you know, with the Mateo slander. You know, I know I do. I'm not slaying Mateo. Hold up, no, no, hold up. I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not. You know, <laughs> uh-uh. I know. I know there's certain people on, on here. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm not, gotcha. I'm not, I'm not going to call out names, but you know. I think George, you're, I think you're good. I think George already <laughs> hopped off for the night. He he was done listening when we started uh, talking to Tyler Pasher instead of Mateo. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so, so I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, look, um, some some players take a little bit of time to get acclimated to the league, man, you know, and sometimes, look, um, I don't know if Tab is all, hey, I got you got to do great in practice to show me that you need, that you deserve a spot kind of guy. Because you know, let's 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 be frank. A lot of players are not good in practice. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the best players in, in sports don't practice at all. You know, and it could be one of those type of deals. But obviously, he doesn't have the uh, the seniority or the you know the or the weight to 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 uh, to help him say that. Hey, I don't. It doesn't matter how well you practice. You're always going to be your name's going to be one of the first names on the on, on the squad list, right? He hasn't he hasn't got he hasn't got those merits yet. But uh but look, man, I, I think once the kid gets the opportunity, he gets the flow of the game, he's gonna do great things for us. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna be an optimist with with Mateo. And like I said, he's 21, he's a young cat, so you know, I'm not expecting him to do anything crazy this season. It'd be nice if he does, you know. But like I said, sometimes it's one of those things where you gotta take the situation in case that, you know, obviously this is tab second season. And, you know, depending on what happens, if the dynamo gets sold or not, you know, he might not be here next season for whatever reason, because the the new ownership might not want him here, you know? And, um, and the thing about that is that, you know, do you have other situations where you have other players that are younger than Mateo are doing great things and other teams in the league, you know, but those, those, those guys are being given the opportunity because they have a more stable foundation. They might have, they have a more stable uh, culture a more, a more of a winning culture. So, you know, um, so, I mean, it just it just depends on the opportunity and the situation that you're involved in, man. I think I think Mateo Mateo is brought up here for a reason. And I think he's going to be a great asset to us, you know, whether it be this season or next. But like I said, um, I'm not here for that bashing. I know I see Georgie just hop back on. So, you know, I know he's going to say a little something on the chat. But uh, but yeah, man, you know, I think the kid's going to be good. uh, But. But going on, but talking about Pasha, you know, Pasha, obviously he started out great. Uh, two games, two great games for him. And let's hope he continues, you know, because obviously if he has his, uh, his if his level's up here, that that just means that Mateo and whoever else, Lassiter, uh, Fafa, who, whoever else is fighting for that starting spot, Darwin, you know, has to be that much better to, to dethrone him. So, you know, like I said, uh, Tab is all about competition in, in these positions. And the higher the higher the talent in that position, the better, you know, because that means that you have 
two, three top quality players for that position. So when you need to rotate, you don't miss a step. You don't miss a beat. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I brought it, because, you know, people were talking about the age difference and, oh, Mateo's still got time to mature, yada, yada, yada. You're absolutely right. He could turn out to be as good as he was hyped up to be or, you know, even slightly below that, and he's still a, probably a good pickup. My point was, though, regardless of Pasher's age, he, 26 to 28, 29 is prime soccer years in, in general terms, um, especially for a winger. And so you picked up the player right at the cusp of his prime. He's clearly playing up to the level that you were hoping for. And he has beat out. You just named a bunch of players. He's about beat out every one of them for that right wing position. And, He's and beat he, out Fafa Pico for the right wing position, if you want to think about it that way. Yeah, uh, he, now, Fafa's playing on the left, but that's not where Fafa prefers to necessarily play. No, no, no you know, and, and it's one of those things where... Also, as a player, you gotta look. You gotta look within yourself. You know, I, I, if I'm Tyler Pasha, I'm looking at this like, look, this is my this might be my my only opportunity to play top flight soccer. You know, um, my age. I'm not. I'm not as young as as a lot of soccer teams would want me to be. But you know what? This team gave me the opportunity. They pay me to bring me here. I'm gonna give it my all because if this is my if this really is my last opportunity to go ahead and, and showcase my skills and and really show what I can do, then I'm gonna go out all out. You know. I'm going to I'm going to go through whoever I have to go through. You know, I don't care if so and so was what came from Argentina or so and so came from or so and so plays for the Costa Rican national team or, you know, or so and so, you know, has won titles in uh, with Club America and Santos and, you know, played high level soccer in, in Liga MX. That doesn't matter to him. My, his, he sees it as, look, this is my opportunity, this is my time, and I'm going to take full advantage of it. And that's great. That's awesome. Like I said, you, if everybody had that mindset on the team, we would not be in a situation of, oh, man, whether or not we got to look at um, excuses of, as, as to why we not, we're not uh, achieving what we need to achieve on the pitch. Or we need to look for um, benefits of, of players missing out for the other squad to give us a, a chance and opportunity to gain points in that match. You know, that shouldn't be the reason if, if everybody had that same mindset that Tyler has. And, you know, like I said, big ups to him, big props to him, you know, two games, two great games for him. And I just hope he keeps it going. I, I think it, it I'm going to keep on this for a minute because I think it's a good topic. But I, I, I think that Pasher being as up for the challenge and proving it as he has been already, as long as he keeps that same velocity, uh, if you will, the same trajectory for, you know, a good chunk of this season then you you have to be willing to trust tab to find those players and and if you find more of those players and they exist within USL uh and and elsewhere but specifically USL then you know let tab bring those type of players up they're they're inexpensive for what you know for what you're you're bringing in and i i mean i i'll be honest i would take a bench full of tyler bashers in a heartbeat uh over some of what are some of the players that are on our bench um, you know, and, and the cost of that would be no more than a veteran, veteran minimum contract, which frees up more money for your uh, other veterans. Uh, you know, so it's just interesting. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see that, that uh, you know, they saw the opportunity and saw the potential. They landed a player uh, coming out of the USL that, that a lot of people had a lot of uh, respect for coming out of the USL, uh, but also a player who's lived up to that hype uh, because that doesn't always happen coming out of USL. Uh, with that being said, uh, you know, that's a good 20 minutes on the uh, previous match. Uh, let's talk the match coming up on Saturday. Dynamo versus LAFC. 
here in Houston at BBVA Stadium, a 2.30 p.m. kickoff, probably closer to 2.45, let's be real. Uh, maybe even closer to 3 o'clock by the time they actually kick off. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of players on LAFC that you have to account for and you have to be aware of. Uh, do you think that Vela is going to be available and playing this match? Well, I've heard reports that both Vela and Ross and Rossi are not, not going to be available for the match. That's I uh, am I, so sad to hear that report, Mark. <laughs> Just so no, broken-hearted. No, um, well, shoot. I mean, look at my fantasy team, Rossi being out of <laughs> whatever. But uh, but well, um, we're, we're yeah. going to talk fantasy in a bit. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. That's 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 reports. I mean, who knows? Obviously, things can change. You know, this is the you know. Um, um, they could, Rossi can be feeling better, or Vela can be feeling better, and they can be a game time decision. But, but up to this point, right now, it doesn't look like Vela, neither Vela or, or Rossi, be starting. But you know, LAFC is full of depth. Uh, they're not, they're one of the top teams for a reason. You know, Bob Bradley has done has done has done such a great job with that squad since uh, it's in, its inception and uh, two seasons ago. Um, and you know, he's gonna make sure that whatever players go up there and play up front are going to do what they need to do to win this game here in Houston. Um, now it's our, now it's on the Dynamo's uh, terms to counter that and be able to take advantage of the situation of whether or not you're missing two of the top five players in MLS and take advantage of the opportunity and send a message, you know, that nobody's going to come in here and, and, and bully us, bully us around because let's be honest that San Jose game, even though we won, um, we kind of got a little bit of luck on that one, you know, and every, and you need a little bit of luck every once in a while, you know, especially in the long season, but you know, I kind of want the luck to be a little bit later on. And when we're getting tired legs, not the first game of the season, you know? So, but you know, I'm just, I'm just hoping for a better showing at home. Um, as far as defensively, I think the attack will always be there at, at home, especially in home games, especially with the players that we have now up front. Um, but yeah, if Rossi and Vela are not playing, I I fully expect the Dynamo to go out here and get this win because if they die or if they lose, some loses game, man, it's it's it's, it's disappointing because when when are we going to be able to to get over that get over that hump and go to the next level? You know, when you have yeah, LAFC is one of the top teams, if not the top team in MLS, but they're losing. They they don't have their two top players. I mean, yeah, we were. Be- I was just gonna say we were saying the same exact things going into Portland. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they were there were thoughts that Valeri may not play at all. You know, Ebobisi was already ruled out for the match. Um, Steve Clark was ruled out for the match. Their goalkeeper. Uh, you know, so you had a huge opportunity Sebastian Sebastian Blanco was out too. You had a huge opportunity to to pounce and to put a little space between yourself and the top, you know, some of the top dogs in MLS. You have the same opportunity here in this match, LAFC undefeated coming into Houston. Uh if they are missing Vela and Rossi, that obviously is a huge huge help to the Dynamo, but make no mistake, this LAFC team, their depth is not anything to just expect that it's going to be an easy match by any stretch. This is going to be a tough match. They are still a very good team, even without those two players. Those two players just take them to the next level. Uh, I think the Dynamo, absolutely, with the style that they play, with with LAFC missing Vela and Rossi, uh, I, I think if they play their game and they take it to LAFC instead of waiting for it to come to them, I think that the Dynamo walk away from this one with a win. That's me personally, just based on how I'm feeling. 
Um, and, and, you know, we have plenty of talent. I don't know who is going to start at center back next to Parker this week. It's not going to be Boney in my opinion. Um, you know, Boney again, he had a, he had another match where, or he had a match where he was absolutely overwhelmed on a consistent basis by the midfielders coming into the box, not knowing how to really play them. Well, clearly not being in his natural position as, you know, as he was playing center back. And he just got caught out a few too many times and he got caught in positions a few too many times where, you know, that's not where a center back belongs and that's not how a center back should be playing. And, and the way he defends is very different than a normal center back. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see who, uh, you know, who, who Tab decides to slot in there because when Mayor is match fit, he's ready to go. Uh, Minor, I don't know if he's going to be available or not. I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, the status on Bartlow or Minor at this point. Um, I think Bar- Bar- I- Barlow, Barlow's out for, uh, he's, they say that I think that hurts number Barlow's going to be out at least another, another three to four weeks. With concussion symptoms? Yeah, they, still, they, they say it's, it's, still, it's still, for some reason, still messing with his head or some, something. That's not uh, good. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, uh, you know, hey, I, I'm okay with that if it means that at the end of it, he's ready to play and. You know, he, he's not symptomatic in, in putting himself into danger. Uh, I'd much rather him put out a third of the season, uh, you know, and then come in strong than try to play it too early, too quick. Go ahead. Let me let me ask you a question, man. Um, you know, obviously we just we just got done uh praising Tyler Pasher and, and 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 the quality he's brought to the to the dynamo of the season, right? And you know, I think that obviously we know a lot of the players that came in because Tab has had some experience with them prior. Players like Derek Jones, Joe Corona, you know, things of that nature, especially like players like Fafa Pico. But I want to speak specific, specifically on Fafa Pico because I think I mentioned it on the – I was talking to somebody about it on Discord, and um, and I was I was telling them, like, man, you know, Fafa, for some reason, for to me, isn't, isn't, isn't doing what he needs to do. He's not living up to the billing. And I don't know how many games I'm willing to give him if that's me from my standpoint, as far as, you know, him being on, as my starter, um, you know, obviously if he does well in this, in this game versus LAFC and he scores a goal or he assists, or he just shows that he, you know, he's really involved with the offense, you know, obviously that gives him more, more of a leash, which is great. You know, we want, that's why the reason, one of the reasons we brought him, um, you know, but when, when do you, I mean, as if, if you, if I put you in tab shoes and I think obviously I know tab is a little bit more, I think he's a little bit more, yeah, conservative, and I think he's a little, he wants to give these guys an opportunity, especially because he's worked with these guys before. But how long is too long, you know? Because obviously, you have they one thing that they don't lack is wingers, right? They have Lasseter, they have you know Darwin. He's still working up his match fitness. Um, obviously, jo- uh, Georgie jo- over here in the chat is throwing out who do you put in Bahamich as a question mark. I don't know, I don't know if he's being sarcastic or if he's being, he's being sarcastic. He's completely he's sarcastic. sarcastic. Yeah, I know. But, um, <laughs> man, I can't I can't wait to Bahamich shuts him up, man. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be right there in his face. But um, but anyways. But like I said, how long do you give Fafa if he can if if his performance is still luckluster? Because I mean, you know, Moxie, he's been he's he's played great. You know, he scored first 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 goal, you know, in the first game. You know, he plays up front. You know, he holds the ball as a number nine. Um, you know, I'm not a, as big of a fan as Moxie prior. Obviously, I'm not, I don't think he's that he's that dominating number nine that we need that can score that can, you know, take the game over. I don't think that's his, that's his style of play, but you know, for the first two games, he's done really well. Um, uh, obviously Pasha has done really well. 
Uh, Derek Jones is number the 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 the, the Minnesota's gone. He's done he's done well. Corona's done okay. Uh, but Fafa to me honestly has been below average. Um, and- let me ask, let me ask you this because I I think this better frames better better frames it for me uh, what you're really asking about. What do you expect from Fafa uh, in that winger position specifically? Well, first and foremost, I mean, if, if this is just me being a, a general soccer fan, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna decide to chew and pick that number ten shirt to wear, that number ten is he- weighs a lot. You know, heavy lies the crown or whatever. That number ten speaks a lot. You know, uh, so if you're gonna pick that number. And you better perform like a number 10. But I mean, obviously, our prior number 10 didn't perform as a number 10. That's why he's no longer here. You know, um, Fafa as a winger. I mean, you know, he has the speed. You know, he has the speed. We all know that. But he, I mean, I don't need him just to go out there and run. I need somebody a little bit more tactical. You know, I, the speed is great. This, you know, it's the same thing we have with, uh, with Albert Elise, you know, when for, when he first came in, you know, yeah, he can blaze and run through guys. But, you know, but sometimes it, get, it just gets a little frustrating when he can't finish and he has the goals right there, you know, and I don't want to see this this again. You know, this, this, the speed means nothing if you can't do anything with it as far as crossing or 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 taking defenders away from from Moxie or from Tyler or whoever's up there up, up front with you to to make it easier for them to score, you know when all you're doing is just running around and, and not doing anything with it, you know, I don't, I, I don't care for the speed, to be honest. Um, as a winger, I mean, you know, especially with all, you know, with all the, you know, hype of him being, you know, he's worked with tab. He understands the system, you know, this is, he wants over here and, and come and, and come and do great. You know, he wants to be one of the leaders of the squad. Great. But I need you to show it on the pitch, you know? And, Two games in, he I I haven't seen it, honestly. Uh, you know, and guys, you know, if 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 I'm if I'm being if I'm if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. You know, you know, I mean, I I'm I'm willing to, you know, debate about it. You know, and and see the reasoning why you think Fafa should be given another chance. But I, to be honest, if this LAFC game he doesn't do well, if I see him in game four and starting eleven, then that just tells me that just it's just tab you know going with his guys, which is not something that I want to see. I want to see. So, I, I want to see Tab change it up and be like, you know what, Fafa? Yeah, you're one of my guys, but you're not doing what I need you to do right now. I need you to sit back, and I'm gonna throw in Lasseter or Darwin or or, or shit, Mateo, if 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 he's the only one available. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm I'm pulling this from a a what I consider to be an unbiased source. Uh, and the reason I'm pulling this because I actually completely disagree with you. I thought I think that Fafa has been fine. I'm not looking for a world beater at 30 years old uh, on the wing. I'm just not. Uh, and the the proof of this is the fact that among our players, uh, Fafa Pico has the fourth highest player rating from whoscored.com across our two matches. That comes from a couple of different specific categories. And I'm going to point to some, some reasons why you're right and some pre- reasons why you're wrong. The number one thing... And keep this in mind, this is a player that plays in a position that typically does not do this. He has won the most aerial duels for our team out of the entire team. That includes our center backs. 
at 3.5. The next closest is Tim Parker at 2.5. That's Ariel's one total, not per game. Uh, his... Uh, his shots per game is one and a half, which is ranked up there, th- tied for th- uh, tied for fourth technically. Uh, and you know, across his minutes, he's had uh, y- you know he's had opportunities. Um, look, he's not as good as he's not played as well as Joe Corona. He's not played as well as Arudi. He's not played as well as Pasher. And we can look at Pasher. Pasher is twenty seven according to who scored. I just saw that. Uh, you know, we can talk about Tyler Pasher and and how great he's been. And I think that actually hurts Fafa's case because you have a player that's coming in that hasn't played in MLS and has made Fafa look expendable. The thing is, the reason, one of the primary reasons that Pasher has had those opportunities is you look at the number of times that Tyler gets that ball out wide and he's got one defender to beat. When Pico typically gets that ball out wide, he has two defenders coming at him immediately, usually the outside back in either the defensive mid or the, uh, the center back. Usually what most teams are doing is they know that the Dynamo want to get Fafa Pico involved, and so they're bringing that outside back to cover him and press against him. And then the other thing that they're doing is they have that defensive mid shadowed to his side intentionally. What's going to start happening about three or four matches, and we'll probably see it after this LA. I don't think we'll see it against LAFC, but probably against Frisco. You're going to start to see teams starting to play Pasher more and leaving Fafa with more opportunity out wide. What's going to happen is when that happens, that's going to also allow Arudi to push more towards Pasher's side, which is going to create those overload opportunities and also going to give opportunities for players like Memo, Darwin Quintero, uh, Vera, and Corona to run into the box from that midfield position. Uh, and and Fafa won't have to make crosses. He'll be able to make shorter passes into the box. So um, I go, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say to to kind of back up your point though. The the biggest weakness that I see right now from Fafa is his passing percentage. His passing accuracy has been extremely poor. Uh, he barely has above a fifty percent passing accuracy. And when we're talking about MLS, we're talking about a winger. You really want them to have at least 60 to 65% passing accuracy. One thing I will note, and, and I want to I state this, I would love to see uh, Lassiter and Fafa rotating more, giving more minutes to Lassiter in exchange for Fafa, and also at the same time giving Fafa some rest so that he can be fresh every once in a while. I'm not advocating for them to for one player to be the consistent starter over the other. I think rotating there is actually a really smart thing to do. You know, and, reason- and the, Oh, go ahead. And, you know, and the reason I ask is because, you know, obviously let's, you know, the, he's, he's playing the left, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I ask, because, you know, last season, the, 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 the outcome that I'm sorry, not the outcome, the distribution and the amount of uh, attack that we're getting from that spot last year being Darwin or Memo, because those are the two players that were rotating during the left last season, right? Uh, the number of goals and, and assists that we got from that spot last season, you know, obviously Fafa has to do somewhere close to that. You know, I look, look, I understand the fact that if Darwin were probably in shape and he came in in shape, he probably, he'd probably be starting over Fafa, you know, not, not because of the fact that, you know, that he has the experience the the year under the belt with Todd with Tab and obviously him being our MVP, you know, last season with 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 the seven goals and and 11, 12 assists that he had. Um but you know obviously with not that with that not being the case, um 
I'm ready to, I'm, like I said, if this, if he doesn't show up for this LAFC game, I'm ready to, to throw Memo up in the left and 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 bring certain brings bring Seren to play in, in the midfield. You know, uh, take take Seren's number, uh, take take Seren's, uh, uh, take Memo's spot in the midfield, move him up to winger and, and bring in Seren until you get Darwin back until Darwin gets up back uh, in match fit. You know, um, because like I said, if you're really if we're really about that life of about hey we're trying to turn into winning culture you know and like i said i'm not trying to be too hard on fafa and i know we're only two games in you are you know, I, I know i know we're only being you know you may know not be trying to be but you absolutely are yeah but I'm, i mean it's because it, it's it's one of those things because like uh, the the amount of of uh, the amount of production that we we're getting from that left winger spot last season we and we're not getting nothing like you, you just mentioned his passing is poor man you got to be you know for a winger you have to be able to get those crosses in you know that and that, so, that's uh, why so, so, that's- yeah absolutely so so i'm gonna throw this out there you 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 know you say oh that Kintero needs to start there I, i'm gonna argue that point and i'm gonna just use statistics to back it up so as bad as as again i said uh, i said uh fafa was right around 50 percent uh pass accuracy do you want to know what Quintero's pass accuracy was in the last match in the, the like twelve minutes that he played? Oh no, no, I'm sure it sucks. I mean, trust me, I saw the game. He he, he wasn't really doing anything at all. Like I, like, I can that tell man does not that man does not want to play for the Houston Dynamo yeah, anymore. Like, like, look, I can tell, but what but what I'm saying is what I'm saying is the the because you asked me what am I expecting as far as production from from Fafa this season? You know. I'm expecting if, if we're really going to turn this around, turn and make this a winning team, winning culture. I need to, ha- I need him to get at least the same production that we got from last season at that position. You know, so and, think- and, 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 and it might not be from him. Like I said, you know, he just might be the guy right now because he's the fittest, and you know, and Tab has you know trust in him. You know, because it could it could end up being Lasseter. You know, or it can end up being Pasher being moved over to that side, and you know, somebody being moved over to the right. But what I'm saying is. I need at least somewhere similar to the same amount of production on that on that left side what I had from last season. I hear you, and I understand it. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, you know Fafa's preferred side is definitely not the left side. He can play the left side. That's not really his preferred side necessarily. Um, I so, think you see that a lot more when Tyler and Fafa switch sides. Uh, and and uh, and and Fafa gets to play on the right side. You see Fafa with the ball more, uh, and you see more pushing forward. It doesn't happen a lot. He doesn't get nearly as many minutes on that right side as as Pasher does. Uh, but you know, it, when it happens, it usually leads to to some opportunities. There have been some incredible interchanges uh, in passing sequences, including Fafa Pico, that happened because of Fafa Pico's connection with Arudi. And remember, they played together in Frisco for a year. Before Arudi went up to Montreal, uh, and, and so there's a connection there, and I think you know two matches in, they're they're still feeling out for some of the other players, not necessarily themselves. But I I want what I want to see on the left wing. I, I think Fafa's fine there, but what I want to see is I want to see Fafa being willing to pass that ball to somebody else to give himself the opportunity to get the ball away from a defender. If Fafa, if Fafa can have some of the same space that Tyler Pasher is being given, and a lot of that, I think, is disrespect from defenders, honestly. They don't think that Pasher is going to beat them. They don't believe that Pasher, this kid from USL, is going to beat them on the dribble. So they believe they can mark him one-on-one. And Pasher is just good enough 
to be able to find a way to get around him. Uh, usually passing around them to himself, which is absurd at the ML- at MLS level. Um, you know, but- and, and and that being said, but I mean, but like I said, Fafa has a speed, so he he should he should be able to do at least something on par as far as what Pasher does. Except right. remember what I just said a few minutes ago. Tactically speaking, what teams are doing is they're targeting Fafa specifically. They are doubling on Fafa and singling on Pasher. That means Pasher has fewer defenders to beat. Of course, Pasher is going to look like the better player. If you have an opportunity to put two players on a single player that you know can beat you versus a player that. You, you, maybe he can, maybe he can't. You're absolutely going to do the player that you know can beat you. No, no, and I, and I, and I understand that completely. But I think, I think that's where Fafa needs to understand that. Okay, look, if, if these guys, are, if these defenders are going to come at me as, at a certain point, then I need to make my decision sooner rather than later. And yes, not be, agreed. And, and not be stuck. agreed with that. But what you're missing is that Fafa, when given those opportunities one on one, he has actually performed. He has created opportunities. Now, that's not to say that those balls have ended up in the back of the net. They're not always going to do that. Pasher only has one assist on the season and then a wonderful cross in the box. But again, Pasher's on a different level right now. His form is is stratospheric right now. Uh, and I think it's unfair to to compare Tyler Pasher's trajectory right now to Fafa's. But with that being said, your next best option is to take Memo out of a position that he wants to play in and a position that he is excelling in and put him back out wide where he absolutely struggled for more than 50% of the season last year. You want to bring back Darwin Quintero, whose heart is not in this team, who doesn't want to play for this team. No, no, not, not, Quintero. To... No, not Quintero. So, you, uh... said, you did say Quintero earlier, but you also said Lasseter. Lasseter, I think, is the one player on the bench right now that if given the opportunity could excel, especially having Pasher on the other side. The drawback with Lasseter is that his accuracy right now is terrible. How about that sitter that he had in Portland? Absolute no reason somehow missed it. Uh, I, I said sitter. Sorry, I said sitter, but he tried to have a shot when he could have just passed it back to somebody else when he was on the you know he had he was at the goal line. He was trying to find a shot and find an angle. That's one of those few situations where you absolutely should not be trying to shoot the ball. And he didn't come anywhere close. That ball was oh, no, twenty hey, yards hey, away. Look. And I understand, and, and and look, and to be honest, the reason I think Lasser's probably not starting is because he's a little behind because of his because uh, he had to leave to play with the Costa Rican national team, you know, during preseason. So I'm I'm, I'm guessing that that you know he's trying to catch up back and you know to match fitness and and get in tune with the team or whatever. But you know, let's not let's not kid ourselves either. I mean, we paid a I mean compared to Dynamo standards, we paid we paid a nice little penny for last other service as well to make it permanent here so i mean if you're gonna do that you got to utilize that guy you know and that guy obviously has dominated in the costa rican league which is not a which is not a a, a crappy league by any by any means you know i mean they have some powerhouse teams there you know he made it to and they made it to a final there him being the leading goal scorer for his team making it to that final that season that he was with them um so i mean he has a skill level it's just that he you know, like any player, you just need to give him time and need to give him constant minutes, you know, and he hasn't had that, you know, well, up to up to up to right now. He's just been a, a uh, had a couple of subs. Um, but <laughs> uh, Georgia says they have Alex Lopez. That's why. But they didn't have him that season when they went to the final. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it's I, look like I said, I don't want to sound like I'm just like crapping all over Fafa I'm not I want Fafa to do great I want Fafa to be great here in the Dynamo because if he's great that means that we're great you know um I just I just need to see more you know and I'm hoping that he that he shows out in LAFC against LAFC you know I'm hoping that he shows not only that he has the the speed 
and pace, but that he has the the tactics and the, and the passing skills to do what he needs to do. And he has the mindset to understand that if teams are, do- are, are, are focusing on him, then to make his decisions sooner rather than later, you know, instead of fighting against two or three defenders to be able to pass the ball on, you know, so those defenders get off of him and go, and go to the next player and then be able to go back, you know, and, and get that ball back, you know, so, sooner or or whatever, you know, be a decoy. Sometimes, you, you know, the, you have a front, a front a three, you know, think, think of the greatest front three in the last 10 years, the Messi, Neymar and Suarez, you know, front three from Barcelona, right? One of those guys had to always be the decoy in those games, you know, and you're talking about three world-class players, you know, I'm not, I'm not asking, you know, Fafa to be, you know, uh, a 20, a 20 goal, a 20 goal scorer per, per season or 10 assists or anything like that. But I do need him to show me something. I do need to show, I need, I do need him to show me that while he's in the game, that he's not being taken out of the game. Fair enough. I just, I come back to the point of who do you have on the bench that's going to take that spot right now? You have nobody. You just don't. Lasseter is as close as you come. And like you said, he's not ready. Um, that's not to say he can't be after the LAFC match for all I know. He might even start the LAFC match. We'll see. But at the same time, I trust tab when it comes to that tab sees what's going on in practice. And I got, I, I have to trust in tab at this point. He, I mean, you know, again, he hit on pasture. He knows what he's doing. I mean, what we're not seeing, maybe he sees, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but enough about, uh, enough about Fafa. <laughs> uh, let's talk LAFC. Uh, they've, uh, they've kind of been, had an interesting rotation at, le- at uh, right back. Uh, they had uh, Latif Blessing play their one match. Uh, they had uh, Tristan Blackman play there. Uh, that's not exactly a solidified position over there at LAFC. Uh, and that's the uh, position that Fafa is going to be up against if he's the starter. Uh, and so who knows what might happen in this match. This is the perfect match for him to apply that pressure and to create the opportunities. So who knows? This might be his breakout party. You might see two assists, a goal. Who knows? We'll see. I think uh, if I didn't hear, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Eduardo Artesta is coming back. So if he is, that means that moves. Um, uh, what's his name? Back to the right back. Um, uh, the Colum- is it Colombian? The Segura. Segura. Yeah. Segura. Yeah. So well, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's still early. Obviously, you know, like I said, right now there's a lot of things up in the air, but. As far as LA is seen, who's who's available and who's not, but yeah, I mean, like I said, especially dude, if you're playing, if Latif Blessing is 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 one of their midfielders, right? And if he's being played as a right back because you know obviously they they're shorthanded right now, dude, that's that's the perfect time to take advantage of of a player like that, especially a player that's playing out of position. It's not act like you know these people are not taking advantage of Boniac playing out of position as a center back, right? So mm-hmm. that's where they're focusing on, right? Um, and we got to be able to do the same. We got to be able to, to, to really penetrate that weakness that they, that whatever said team comes in with. And if that is the weakness, then we need to fully focus on that and attack that and, and, and apply pressure to that side. Yeah. So LAFC have played two matches. They won two nil against Austin. I think that's, uh, you know, that, that result is one to look at. That's important. It was, uh, it was, uh, Austin looked looked like they had opportunities, but they were definitely not on the front foot. Uh, and then they drew against Seattle 1-1. Um, you know, LAFC have surrendered one goal in two matches. That's uh, a very low amount considering who they're missing. Uh, but they've also not been prolific scorers either. So this is a, a good match for the defense on our side as well to, uh, you know, stand up and, and be stout and not give up opportunities and not give up goals. 
you know, there's going to be opportunities. There's going to be chances for us in front of goal, and we have to be accurate. We have to be decisive, as they say, uh, in getting that ball in the back of the net. Um, but, you know, I, I just I look at this match, uh, and you know what? It's a good time for regular bold predictions because I think we're right there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I look at this match, and I just feel like because it's a home match, because of how the team, you know, lost in Portland, the heart, you know, kind of the heartbreak emotion from that, uh, and also that they've had a little bit of rest and they're back home. I, I think the team come out on the front foot, and I'm dubbing this a two. I'm going to dub it a two-one Dynamo victory. Doing predictions already? Yeah, we're doing predictions. Yeah, we're doing predictions in the middle of the show. Yes. Okay. Um, man, look. I want to be optimistic, man. I, I really do. I really do. I want to be positive about this season, you know, because like I said, there's a lot of things that I feel that, you know, obviously Tab brought in players that he wants. Um, we're getting LAFC at a time that obviously they're not fully fit at all. And they're missing, you know, uh, a handful of players that are really important to their squad. So I feel like they should take full advantage of the situation and really put the hammer down man a two to one score seems like a loss to me you know even if they do win i feel like this should this should dominate this game you know especially because they have all their starters don't you know and that's the only weakness we have is a center back right now the you know but even with that if they don't have rossi or vela i mean it's not really that much of a weakness you're kind of on par now uh so man i'm gonna go a little bit more optimistic than two one score i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go four two score oh boy that's uh, that's a lot of goals, fans. Yeah, I mean, you're I mean, out dude, that it, match. Look, look it, it's gonna it, it's it's predicted to be a beautiful day, two thirty in the afternoon. You know, you're supposed to, you're, you're expected to have a. Uh, I think they're going what they went up to fifty percent capacity for the for the yeah. stadium. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it's reported that it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be so, well sold out to the fifty percent. I mean, dude. I mean, that, this is the time to show out. This is the time where the Dynamo should be planning to attack the ball. And take advantage of the fact that the, the LAFC are not coming here 100, percent and 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 really just put put, put their foot down to the next press. Uh, so Nestor says one one, uh, the only non Dynamo victory so far predicted. Uh, George has three one Dynamo. Yeah, he said one one. Come on, Nestor, we need to be more positive. Muy positivo. Uh, yeah. So uh, keep the predictions coming. Uh, all right, bold prediction time, Mark. What you got? Bold prediction time. Man, what what was my prediction last week? Man, I, 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 mean, I, I remember. Because I, I, I mean, I mean, I guess it didn't even hit. Because if it would have hit, then I would have remembered. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, look, the way I was talking about Fafa. I mean, I'm. I'm. I mean, look, my bold prediction would be a Fafa hat trick. Oh wow. So let's let's. Oh, you, know, you put hey, them on blast. You need, now you okay? I got you. You put them on blast. Use that little reverse psychology going on. I got I'll you. Them, I'll put them on blast, and now my bold prediction is going to be a Fafa hat trick. So he's going he's gonna to bust out. I see it. So we need we need something like that. Uh, we got uh, Nestor with LAFC scores on a penalty. George with Pasher gets a goal in the first ten minutes. Uh, I'm going to go completely uh, in a different direction. Uh, Corona has a hat trick and assists. Three oh, wow. goals for the Dynamo. Uh, a, a couple wait, wait, wait. of a hat trick of assists or a hat trick? Uh, a, a hat trick of assists. Yes, not okay. goals. A hat trick okay. of assists. Okay. But still, <laughs> it's yeah, still so pretty really damn good. amazing. Really good. 
Uh, yeah, that's my bold prediction for the week. I I, I don't feel it. I don't. I, you know, I'm just saying if anything's going to happen, it's going to be something crazy like that. So we'll see. Well, look, I mean, you know, I mean, look, this 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 is what I'm talking about. Like, you know, when we need to get off the fact that you know that that we need this to happen, this to happen for the team to win. You know, we need to stop being like that, and we need to actually put a stamp you know, on the fact that, you know, we're out here, this is our turf, this is our home, and we need to defend that, you know. And like I said, Saturday is going to be a beautiful afternoon, 2.30 game. Um, like I said, they're, they're expecting the, to for the full capacity of 50% to be there. Um, and why not show out to these people? Why not show out to, to these people who are willing to go out there and watch you play? So I don't see I don't see why, why this wouldn't be a – uh, a great time for the Dynamo to go out there and score four goals, like I said, and for Fafa to show out and score that hat trick. Absolutely. Now, uh, switching gears real quick, let's talk a little MLS fantasy. Uh, so, uh, y- you doing okay over there, uh, Mark, in fantasy? Need need some advice and pointers? Because, you know, I-, I can help. I mean, my fantasy in MLS is for Messi to come play for the Dynamo. <laughs> oh, wrong, wrong fantasy wrong fantasy sorry it's clearly not for you to score actual points in the league that's for no, sure no, no, hey, hey, you know what this look look man you beat me last week i won't lie you beat me last week by four look, points when i had three players that didn't even play three players look, that didn't play and you barely beat me by four points look, i i mean I, I guess for the weekly standings because i guess that's what matter i mean you know obviously at the end of the day all the points that, could, that they get tallied up i mean i think i'm in fifth place or whatever yeah, you are. I no, had, you're in sixth. You're in sixth. Sorry, you're not in fifth place. You're in sixth. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> not even top five, man. Players, and two of my best players have not been playing, and, and for some reason, I for some reason I have no idea. And they're top, and the, and they are heavily paid players. I've missed Alejandro Pozuelo for the last two games, which for whatever reason I I don't. Why is he not playing? And you I don't keep know playing why. him. Like at some know, point I, you just I, gotta I be like, all right, maybe he's not gonna play next week, so I'll play somebody else. And you know, Four points is better than him. no points, my dude. Exactly, and he's and he's costing me ten million dollars, and then and then and then on top of that, Diego Rossi's not playing, which is a nine million dollar player. Man, dude, I can be. Oh, I'm I'm still holding I'm still holding my own. You know, thankfully for uh, Chicharito who came out here and and you know is torching MLS right now. But aside from that. Dude, Diego Rossi, Alejandro Pozuelo have let me down, let me down. But uh, but if I would able, if I would just change it to somebody who would start, who at least playing, I would be higher than six. I'm just saying. This is my first time you, ever playing. You, you, you might eventually MLS. creep up and, and match my third place right now in the league. Uh, and uh, you know, I am. I, as, as good as it well, as bad as I've been, which I haven't been very good. 107 points. I'm behind. Uh, Diesel's dynamo, Diamond Dogs uh, by about 14 points, which is easily something you can make up in a couple of weeks, no problem. Yeah. Uh, I, I am going to tell you right now that I have changed tactics going into this week. Oh, I, uh, dude. I, felt I had it. to. <laughs> I, dude, I said this. I, I, I've, already, I've already committed to this because, well, first of all, I didn't know there was a nap for this. Because I was just going, I was on the website, you know, trying to do the website thing, you know, because uh, you know, like I said, it's my first ever, my first time ever playing, sure, you no, know, sure. MLS fantasy. So I don't, I don't know all the gist. I still haven't even figured out how to change the damn formation. So I'm still playing a four four two, and and on top of that, so I finally found out there's an app. So I got the app. So now I'm ready to look. I can I can check whenever the, the teams are about to play, see the lineup. If they're not playing, take off 
those players are not playing and replace them with somebody of 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 equal quality or or whatever, depending on what players are available at that time. But yeah, man, like I'm done having these players not play for me and not make no points for me, especially when they're two of my top high earners on my team. So something to keep in mind, Mark, to give you a pointer here that I guess you haven't figured out yet is if you have at uh, uh, one hour before the first match of the week, according to MLS Fantasy, whatever that first match of the week is, MLS match, if you do, you have to have your your uh, fifteen players selected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that point, if you have a player that is not going to play in their match, you cannot take them out for a player from the pool. You can only substitute them with a substitute off your bench. Yeah. However, here's the caveat, and here's what you need to be playing and leveraging. As long as you have that player, and the, if they don't play, you will automatically substitute a player from your bench into that position. You don't even have to worry about it. It'll automatically do it, and it will use the best score from your bench. What that means, Mark, is you could have two players on your bench that you're not sure who's going to have the better match this week, but you know that one of them is probably going to have a good match. So I've got three, uh, two players on my bench because I'm not sure which of these two are going to have a good week. I've got Lucy and Acosta, and I've got Cavallini from uh, Vancouver. Midfielder and a forward. I've got a defender that I know for a fact is not going to play. It's Minnesota versus Austin. It's uh, Kyle Montgomery, Chad Montgomery, something like that from Minnesota. He ain't playing this week. He's a defender that is like a... He ain't playing. Let's put it that way. Uh, you know, so but the rest of my lineup, I feel pretty good that they're going to play this week. So uh, what's up, Parts Unknown? How's it going? No, it's all good. You can always be late here. We don't mind. Uh, a lot of times we're late. So, you know, hey, <laughs> tournament's fair play. Uh, but I'm just giving you this pointer, Mark, that it's okay to, to not have all your all your starting lineup start as long, you know, or even play as long as you know that you have at least two players on your bench that can start when one of those players does not start. So see, last week I had a player that got me eight points from my bench, nine points from my bench, because I had a player that didn't start or didn't play. Oh no, yeah, and and I, I understand that. That's that's why you have the 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 uh, bench player, right? Yeah. But, look, but think about it. Look, 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 let me tell you my midfield from from last week's game, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I have Rodolfo Pizarro enter Miami. Eddie Reynoso, number ten from Minnesota United. Um, Liao from Nashville. And my back and my backup is Tyler Pasher. Thank God for Tyler Pasher because that's that's my bench player. So you know, obviously he 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 helped me with the Alejandro Pozuelo. No no points there. So, but like like yeah, like my 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 midfield is stacked. My midfield prior to that to the last week's my first week's midfield was stacked. I said my captain Alejandro Pozuelo, no show, no show both weeks. So, like I said, if he even averaged five points, like if he got five points those two weeks, even if he did subpar and he was sorry and just had five points, that's 10 points. Dude, I'd be like in third or second. I think I'd be third or second because we're just like that, that tight, that, that, two, that, that three to five or three to seven range is like really tight. So, I mean, it's crap, but whatever. I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix that and I'm going to dominate. <laughs> I'm waiting for that time you start dominating. I'm going to give you a rundown of my fantasy lineup real quick just so that you can get a little pointer here, uh, uh, Mark, and, and figure out how to join that top three because you know I, I want you to be there with me. Uh, it's really important. Uh, so I, I switched up. I had been uh, had been keeping a couple of different keepers in goal, but uh, this week I've decided to go out on a limb. I've got Brad Guzan starting in goal uh, against New England. Against England. 
uh, New England against England. Uh, I've got uh, Gutierrez from uh, Vancouver starting uh, in defender. I've got uh, Brolt Guillard from uh, Philadelphia starting at defender. Or uh, no, that's Montreal. Sorry, from Montreal. Of course, it's Montreal. It's a French name. Of course. Uh, and then I've got Walks from uh, from uh, Atlanta United starting, and they're playing New England uh, because again, I have a feeling that Atlanta can hold their own against New England. So I'm I'm banking on that defensively for the clean sheets there. That's where the points come for defenders usually. Uh, I've got Darren Espria uh, as uh, one of my midfielders, a very cheap option at 4.9 million, by the way, worth a pickup. That he scored a goal last week. Uh, I have. Uh, uh, Mior, Mayor from uh, Seattle because they're fl- facing the Galaxy and even though the Galaxy have played well um, Seattle have also played well even in that 1-1 game last week he still had like eight and a half, nine points something like that he's a good he's a good he was yeah you could see it right I'm telling him we'll, we'll start he's going to do it right now I got Randall Leal uh, from uh, Nashville who has had incredible uh, point scoring uh, for a guy that's only seven and a half million you should go look yeah. him up Mark Save, I, I, he'll I, save your I, I, He was on my team. He, I have him. On my oh, team. that's good. I also have Joe Corona because we in, in this league we do have to have a Dynamo starter every week. He's my only Dynamo starter. In fact, he's the only Dynamo player on my entire team this week. Uh, I've got uh, Julio from uh, RSL, uh, eight million dollar uh, forward who currently is averaging twelve uh, points per per match, which is absurd for a forward that uh, is under underrated. Uh, and then I got Chicha because you can't knock Chicha right now. Chicha's the way he's playing. You just got to go with the hot hand. Uh, Chicha has an average of 15 points per match across these first two matches. Uh, and then again, my bench, uh, the other two bench players don't matter. They're just $4 million players to take up space. But uh, I got Lucien Acosta and uh, Cavallini. Uh, again, Montgomery a- as my defender that I know that I'm going to sub out uh, at some, you know, sub out automatically. So either Acosta or Cavallini will take that spot depending on which one scores the most points. The other advantage to having two uh, two sub players that you are fairly certain are going to start and have good weeks is that if you have another player that for some reason doesn't start due to a very late injury, uh, you get the advantage of not having to worry about it and just playing off your bench. Uh, so that's who I've got. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, these first two weeks have been very intriguing, to say the least, of the players that nobody really anticipated having really good showings, like who expected Chicharito to be on fire uh, coming into the season. Um, not me. Uh, you know, maybe he just realizes that he finally has to show up and do something. I don't know. Oh, he finally uh, got he finally got off gaming a little for a little bit and started training. Uh, I think the uh, Mexican national team told him, "Look, dude, if you can't be good enough to uh to stay a starter in uh in L.A., you definitely aren't good enough to get back on the Mexican national team ever." Uh, but uh, yeah, that's my that's my lineup this week, and I'm feeling pretty good, which usually scares me because when I feel good going into a week, I always end up with a miserable week. Uh, last week, I think I had 48 points or something like that, uh, which was pretty low. That's like bottom half, if not lower, but somehow still, still holding down that third position in the league. Yeah, I had, I had, I ended up, I ended up with 54 points last week. Uh, 52, 52. Nice try. Okay. okay. You beat me off. I know because you beat me by four points. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I ended up with 52 points, but again, I didn't have no captain score because Pasuelo was my captain and I didn't have no Rossi. So. So you say that my captain was Brenner from Cincinnati. And the reason that happened was because I didn't switch my captain before the matches happened for the week. And I kicked myself because I was never intending to have Brenner be my captain. Uh, I was pretty sad. But this week I got it held down. Don't you worry. My captain is uh, my captain's going to have a good week. And I don't even think it's Chicharito, actually. Uh, I probably need to check that. It might be Chicharito. Well, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you my, 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 my team right now for this is just the preliminary. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. 
Guzan, I, ha- I had Brad Guzan for the first two games. Um, thankfully, he does, CCL doesn't count because otherwise he would have been torched. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Tim Parker is my Dynamo, um, my only starting Dynamo player. I have Walker Zimmerman, um, Ro- Rosenberry from uh, Colorado Rapids, and Fontes from Sporting KC with uh, Sam Junqua being my backup. Because I well, J- Junqua option. ain't playing. He ain't ready to come back. I, I-, I just need a cheap option. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, for sure. Midfield, Nani. Uh, Eddie Renoso still. I mean, I, it's a, I think I think I think I'm good with him going against Austin. Uh, Rodolfo Pisuelo and uh, Roman Leal from Nashville, with Tyler Pasher being my my sub. Uh, my forwards, Chicharito because Chicharito, uh, and Gonzalo Huayink, and then my backup is uh, Chris Harris from Cincinnati. Who actually has been doing. You know what? Shout out, shout out Harris from Cincinnati, man. This guy, the last, you know, I haven't gotten no points from my forwards either, either aside from Chicharito, obviously, right? And obviously, he's, he's scored enough to make up for the lost points that I didn't give with Rossi. But obviously, I got points with Harris because Rossi didn't play. So, shout out to that guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a fun week. We'll just have to see how things shakes out. We'll uh, we'll report back next week with the updated line or updated. Uh, Updated uh, positional standings uh, in the or standings in the in the league, uh, and uh, you know we'll report back as to how badly I beat uh, I beat Mark this week. Uh, total points. Uh, with that being said, guys, we got about fifteen minutes left, and I timed this intentionally. There's only one subject left to talk about. We could talk about the dash having to bow out of the Challenge Cup because NWSL is stupid and has stupid rules related to the Challenge Cup. Hey, look at that. None of our U.S. women's national team and international players are going to be in the league. So let's go ahead and have a tournament that people actually care about play at the same time. Why would you do that? That's stupid. That's dumb. One, thing before, one thing before we get away from that, shout out to the, to the ladies on that on that win. They look great. Uh, Mewis, I mean, obviously, daily with the penalty. They look awesome. Obviously, we see the difference in change when the, when the, when the stars come back, but Still, lots of ladies getting there for that first win. Um, and, you know, like I said, a, a thumbs down to NWSL because there's there's no reason why this, should, this shouldn't have been a semifinal, you know, where the top two teams from each from each group go into a semifinal knockout stage, you know, which is completely stupid to just go with a, a straight final with the top two teams from each group because obviously you can see the dash is better than the, the leader and the other group. So, which yeah, I think are, for sure. Are, which I don't even think who, I don't remember who the other group leader is, but yeah, stupid NWSL fixed that for next season, please. Absolutely, and and uh, to Jake's point, the win against Casey was amazing. Uh, the international players being back, the U.S. women's national team players being back, there was no doubt who the better team was in Casey, uh, and it was your dash, it was our dash, it was my dash. It was. But glorious. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the regular season. I think Dash is going to make some noise, man. And I'm looking, and hey. I wouldn't be surprised if instead of lifting the Challenge Cup, we're lifting the NWSL Championship. Yes, sir. I keep saying it. I keep. I'm going to speak it into uh, existence at this point. But uh, I, I sincerely believe that this is the year for the Dash. They have the right team. They have the right players. The right leaders. The only thing I'm worried about is the Olympics. And frankly, I feel like they can get through that, and they're going to have a good enough season before that point that you know, really, that'll just be them coasting through. Yes, sir. Uh, our, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, yes, sir. Let's go. Let's, all right. Let's, yes, sir. Uh, all right. So now we're going to talk the real stuff. We're going to get real for a minute. So earlier this week, Brian McTaggart, again, he's an, he's a guy that covers uh, MLB. Uh, he's a contributor for MLB.com. 
he decided to stick his foot in his absolute mouth. Uh, the Dash were awarded uh, were awarded an award awarded an award were uh, were selected for an award for best Houston franchise moment, Houston sports team moment of 2020. Uh, why this is important is uh, uh, is that this was the first, and for those that are listening, you already know this, but this was the first championship that the Dash had won. It was the first time that they had competed in a tournament. It was the first time they went deep into anything, uh, and and they did it in a way that was impressive, and it was it was very unifying, and it was very uh, you know it, it was very good to see. It was very positive very positive coming out of that and they and they did it by you know by uniting as a team uh and there there have been plenty of posts about that and, and talking about that so brian mctaggart decides when this award came out and they announced it on twitter that he was gonna he was gonna retweet it or quote tweet it and he was gonna just quote t- tweet it with a picture of the uh u of h uh what of a u of h player slam dunking a, a basketball into the net when confronted about this by, of course, Dash fans and WSL fans, etc., that were like, that wasn't even in 2020, that was in 2021, uh, McTaggart doubled down and basically, you know, basically went as far as to say the NWSL doesn't even matter. Uh, you know, the Final Four is a bigger viewership overall. It's more impressive, completely ignoring the fact that, again, this happened in 2021, not in 2020. Uh, and, and just continued to just demean the play, the quality, the work, the effort of not just the Houston Dash, but the NWSL and women's soccer players across the world by basically bashing the, the women's so- you know, the game of women's soccer. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny in and of itself because I'm like, this guy is, I knew there was no doubt this guy was about to get trashed. But it became this absolute feast for NWSL fans Brian McTaggart, in his infinite wisdom, did more to improve the viewership and improve the 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 story that uh, the NWSL is trying to you know trying to spread. Gave more notoriety and more um, you know more uh, publicity to the NWSL and women's soccer than the NWSL could have done on their own uh, by simply bashing the league and saying that it's not a good enough league or it's not a world-class league, which is stupid in and of itself. Uh, he basically, you know, he created a positive atmosphere ultimately where NWSL fans and women's soccer fans had an opportunity to step in and say, you're dumb. You're being misogynistic. You're being stupid. Uh, and frankly, uh, I liked Laura's takedown of him on their podcast. Again, Laura and Theo's podcast, um, uh, Laura said basically to the effect of, does this guy even have daughters? Does he have a wife? Because that's what this is all about, you know, and, and he clearly doesn't because if he did, he would understand the importance of a league like this. And you to know, me, that's the mic drop moment, you know, like that was just the absolute slaughter uh, of anything that McTaggart had to step on or to stand on as far as what he was trying to say. Uh, Parts Unknown does say that uh, McTaggart also disrespected all of women's sports, NWSL, WNBA, women's hockey, hockey, etc. You know, I mean, look, the guy clearly has no respect for women's sports, uh, and you can extrapolate that fairly easily to say the guy has no respect for women uh, in general. Uh, Mark, it seems like you got something you want to say, so I'm going to let you talk for just a second, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this uh, this obviously got dragged out and 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 good and good for everybody who, who called him out, you know. Obviously, you know, we all know him, you know, with his ties to the Astros and, you know, he, he covers the Astros and Major League Baseball and all that good stuff, you know, whatever. 
you know, but props to everybody for dragging him out. This all could have been avoided from his end if he would have just, you know, put his foot in his mouth and understood what he said was wrong. You know, I mean, look, no disrespect, you know, look, me alongside everybody here, probably, I know Nesta for sure. We all enjoyed the U of H Final Four run, you know? Oh, hell yeah. We all enjoyed it. But this is the 2020 Houston Sports Award show for for achievements in 2020. That happened in 2021, man. It's simple as that. Simple mistake. Hey, look, man, you, you know, a lot of us have been have typed things, said things, you know, without no, not without knowing the whole full facts, and then realizing, ah, crap, I missed, I missed that on something, right? So he, so obviously, him thinking like, look, yeah, the dash is great, they won the championship, but what the U of H men did, you know, to bring back basketball to U of H because you know they we used to be one of the top teams back in the eighties, yeah, it's all great, but. Without him knowing that, without with him obviously forgetting the caveat of that doesn't qualify for this award, you know, and 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 regardless of the fact, even if it did, you know, the that what the dash did, you know, during that twenty twenty uh, Challenge Cup uh, tournament, just was amazing. It had suspense. It had tough games. It had grit. It 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 basically blossomed all these women to the forefront of of Houston sports realistically because I mean you saw the, you saw the support they got in their drive through parade you know it just brought a whole bunch of different types of eyes to the, to, to the dash players you obviously we obviously saw that in their first game where you know they had about four uh, almost 5,000 fans in that's and in, in, in BVVA you know and it's it's it to to just demeanor it and to kind of like just to prove a point from his standpoint to you know kind of degrade women's sports and not and you know and yeah it's great that the dash did this but you know but that's nothing compared to what the U of A man dude regardless of whatever or how you think about it or how you rank each sport what the dash did was fantastic for the city of Houston you know during the time that you know obviously everybody was going through COVID we're in the midst of COVID to be the first uh the first sport to come back and play professionally under those circumstances and for that and for that team to, to achieve what they achieved and the way they achieved it you know it's truly amazing for those girls and they wholeheartedly deserve that award that was given out to them by the Houston Sports Awards and I applaud them for for giving them that award you know because they because like I said a lot of things happened last last year. You know, they could they could have easily gone with you know the Astros, you know, to a postseason run or 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 what or whatever. You know, I mean, whatever. But you know, the fact that they actually dug deep and they came out with the dash, you know, and and decided to put the dash forefront. That's great. And then on top of that, like you said, I'm one of those that you know what all no what's that saying that um. Um, ah, I'm losing. I'm losing my thought here. Um, <laughs> all, but all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You know, and let's and, let, and let's be and let's be honest. You know, Metagger obviously has a has a huge following because of his MLB ties and you know Astros and all that stuff. So the fact that you know that he that we even had him talking about the dash and NWSL, you know, brought more eyes to these girls and the and these ladies, which. That in itself, I'm happy for. If I'm looking for a bright side out of this whole fiasco, is that that, that more eyes have been fo- given to the to the dash, Houston Dash, and those ladies because they deserve it. Like I said, they they this team, what they've done, what they showcased, they deserve every bit of caveats and every every uh, 
trophy or whatever the award that's that's given their way because they did everything the right way under difficult circumstances which on top of that on top of everything else just you know propels them to the forefront and i don't care about you know hey you know it's just it's just a women's league whatever dude it's it's sport it's sport they're the champions you know and they deserve recognition that they got it you know, yeah, uh, NWSL was the first uh, professional sports league to resume play uh, and to do it, uh, you know, uh, in in the bubble format. And, and to Jake's point, with zero COVID-19 cases coming out of that bubble uh, was incredibly impressive. Uh, and, you know, for the Dash to, to go up to Utah, uh, to spend basically a full month in Utah playing matches and to walk away, come back with a trophy... Um, you know, it is something to be exceptionally proud of and, you know, building on that, it wasn't just about that. And it wasn't just that they were the first, uh, you know, first ones to, to do it. It was the first time this tournament had ever been held under extreme circumstances. These ladies went out and did it and they did it by uniting as a team, by following this mantra of this circle didn't break. Uh, and, and, Look, I, I don't care who you are. I don't care what walk of life you come from. You need to be uplifting of women's sports and of women in positions like that where they have an opportunity to make change happen in a very positive way. Um, look, it, it's, it, is, it is disrespectful the amount of, of the amount of demeaning that McTaggart did uh, intentionally or otherwise, uh, to the NWSL, to women's sports, uh, and to the Dash. And it was incredible to me to see the support come from not only fans, but we had players from the Houston Dynamo and Zarek Valentin step up to the plate on Twitter and defend why the Dash deserved that award. Uh, I saw incredible amounts of people just from all walks of life coming to basically stand up and say, you're an idiot, McTaggart. These, these ladies deserve this award. This team deserves this award. They earned it. Um, you know, look, U of H for all that they did in 2021, they had a great season. They didn't win at all. They didn't walk away with the championship. And some can say they've faced greater challenges along the way. I disagree completely. But that is neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, Zarek was <laughs> Zarek was on another level, bro. Uh, if you haven't seen those tweets, I recommend you go find Zarek's uh, account. We've tweeted and retweeted it before, but uh, incredible, incredible stuff from Zarek. I mean, the fact is, it, it, you know, if and when I have a daughter, or if and when I have a wife, which hopefully happens at some point in my future, if and when you know I have women in my life, I want them to know that I will support whatever they do. And it does not matter if it's that they decide that you know they want to go be astronauts or they want to go you know be the leader of the free world and become president of the United States or you know whatever it is that they want to do, I'm going to support them. Hey, and Sean, that a- uh, yes, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, Columbus Crew scored one one tied sixty fifth minute. Colorado also scored apparently, or was that George? <laughs> Uh, George said Colorado. I don't know what, what match he's. Uh, he might be talking Columbus. He might have just fat fingered or just. Yeah, it's Columbus. Been, he was celebrating so hard that he dropped his beard. He messed up, mistyped. Sean for the Bachelor. I'm not so sure about that. I I, I am an eligible Bachelor. Do not get me wrong, but uh, I would not do well in the Bachelor. Slide in the DMs, <laughs> ladies. Slide in. The DMs. 
Hey, at Jen Orange Radio. That's right. At Jen Orange Radio. Hook it up on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I am available. I'm just throwing that out there. If there's any ladies, no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, though, I am available. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. But, but, but yeah, Sean, I'm, I'm sorry to derail you like that, man. You know, but yeah, it's good. Um, it's you know, and 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 like I said, I applaud Zarek. You know, he's been he's obviously he's been at the forefront for for women's sports, especially women's soccer, ever since he's gotten here. You know, and and I'm sure prior to that as well. So. You know, applause, applause to him, you know, and just everybody who came at the defense of the dash. Like I said, you know, this is just one thing where like, dude, you made a mistake. You, yeah, you wanted to you wanted to compare to two sports and two achievements, you know, which is great, which, which is OK. But. Like, there is no reason for you to to keep going on and and, try, and bashing the, the women's sports, you know, and bashing the dash, you know, or, or belittling their championship. Like it's nothing. Dude, it's a competition. It's a tournament, regardless of who you're competing with, you're, you're competing against people of equal talent, you know, equal qualities, you know, as, as far as that sport goes, you know, and to come out as a champion and set sport, that's a, that's a high achievement regardless of what kind of sport it is. But um, yeah, man, you know, if anything, I'm glad that it brought more eyes to the dash and brought, and brought more and brought more, you know, of a support towards the dash. And, and I'm, I won't be surprised if the next dash match is is, is a is a is a more packed crowd, you know. I, oh, I don't think there's any doubt now that the uh, U.S. national team players and the international players are back. It's it's a different ball game, folks. It is absolutely a different ball, ball game. With that being said, though, it is time to call it a night as fun as it has been. Uh, we both have lives and jobs and everything else to get back to. I've got things I got to go do as well. Uh, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. As always, if you could do us a favor and like uh, and subscribe to the to the channel, the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Generation Orange. Uh, yeah, do us a favor and uh, like us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Don't like it. Well, like us too, but follow us on Twitter at Gen Orange, Gen Orange Radio. Uh, Marcus at Chase Agovia. Uh, make sure you guys check out Labanka podcast on YouTube and on Twitter. I think you guys have a Twitter, right? Yes. Oh, well, no, yeah, no, Twitter. not yet. No, yet. Oh, no, not yet. But they're working on it. Yeah. Working on it. It's coming. Maybe. Hey, guys, and before we go, uh, see you all Saturday for all those who are going to be there against LAFC. I will not be one of those there, but that's okay. I'll be eating barbecue in y'all stead. It's all good. Uh, and then also follow me on Twitter at Sean Ringrose. I didn't even give him a chance to even get mine out oh, there. Sorry, bro. Man, that's, sorry. Rude. that's rude. Uh, but no, Sean seriously, Ringrose. thank you guys. Yeah, that's right. Hit up them DMs. Slide in them DMs. Uh, but seriously, though, guys, also, if you can do us a favor, we do have the audio uh, version of the show uh, posted uh, up until last week's show, and hopefully we'll have this one posted sometime before the weekend. Uh, hit us up, anchor.fm slash Uh And uh, hey, guys, we'll see you next week. Hold it down.